Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasion, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Nice to be back in the booth together. I mean, we're not 100% because I have post-nasal drip. You you lucky, lucky listeners, you can hear it. But it's not COVID. But it's not COVID. We both tested mm-hmm. for that, and we're clear for now. Not only that, tell you what, we don't have COVID, but what we do have, love. Today is our nine-year wedding anniversary, which... When we- we're recording it, yes. not not when you're hearing Correct. it. Correct. Uh, and we both completely forgot about that till this morning. <laughs> I was filling out a form for BB, and then I got home from driving BB off at school. I looked at Teresa was like, hey, by the way, uh, forgot until this morning, happy anniversary. And she went, oh, we'll do something for the 10th one. This is our ninth one. So, oh, being an adult is tough. There's <laughs> a lot. There's just a lot. There's so much. There's so much. There's a lot going on. But right now we're dialed in. We're focused. Hello. Hi, everybody. So it's spooky season. It is spooky season. And I said I told you what today's topic was, and you were like, surely, surely we've done this before. I actually am Googling because I'm very certain we have, but it's okay. We are going we're going to deep dive into Victorian spiritualism and seances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we haven't done seances before. Whew. Okay. Wow. It blows my mind because it's just such a thing that I'm fascinated by. Definitely. You are. I know we've talked I about, know Ouija that about boards. I know that about you. Yes. No, we haven't talked about Ouija boards. What? No. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. So maybe it's because we did that Houdini episode. You did that Houdini episode. Yes, we did do a Houdini episode. Well, Houdini and spiritualism uh, are very hand in hand. I, I, I can think about in, Houdini. In the opposite type of way. Well, sure. I can think about Houdini. Uh, without thinking about spiritualism, but I simply cannot think of spiritualism without thinking about Houdini. Interesting, this is my favorite kind of like hmm, fun fact to think about. Houdini, who is a very like, I am a practitioner of the mystical arts of magician, was like, hmm, spiritualism is bunk. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who is known for like writing this very logical, very like deductive reasoning guy, was like, spiritualism's totally real. And it's just that kind of switch that you think, but... Um, Houdini, basically what happened was Houdini did a lot of like spiritualism early days as part of his show, right? And well, he, he used spiritualism to kind of capitalize no, on he, his show. No, he did seance. Like he, oh, as part of his thing when he was making his early days, he did everything. He did like coin tricks and he did card tricks and he did escapism and he did, uh, but he would host seances. And then his mom died. And Harry Houdini was very, 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 very much like uh, a mama's boy, as one might say. And so he went to all these uh, spiritualists and mediums and stuff to try to contact his mom. But one after another, he was like, I know these tricks. I know exactly what you're doing. I know this and this and this. And so he realized that these mediums were just um, conning people. So then he, with a team of people, began uh, debunking these spiritualists and seances and stuff. And this is where I will also uh, put a note on this of, I do not think that there is anything wrong with the play acting and fun, or even if someone says that they really are psychic and this is a real thing, right up until it gets to the point of one, uh, emotional manipulation of someone, or to financial manipulation yeah, of someone. That's for me. That's where it becomes a huge, huge thing. 
Um, and just like preying on people's emotions to make a career for yourself is not great. Yeah. Um, and then Houdini's whole deal with two was he was like, listen, when I die, if anybody can reach through the veil, it's this guy. And so he uh, told his wife a secret code, Bess, and said, if, uh, if you hear from me, then you know. But she didn't tell that code to anybody else. And they would do seances for Houdini until her death. Never once did it Was the come code through. revealed Correct. ever? I think it was after she was after she died. Now I'm going to look it up. Hold on. <laughs> so anyway, it. I mean, we did cover we did cover spiritualism a little bit uh, last Halloween, and that's basically a spiritual belief that the living can communicate through the dead, right? Probably through like a medium or some sort of like device, right? The code was Rosabelle, answer, tell, pray. Answer, look, tell, answer, answer, tell. Rosabelle uh, was inscribed on the inside of her wedding band. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the song that she sang in the first act of the show they were doing when they met. Ooh. Uh, and so that was, that was the secret code. Okay. Um, and this was the time of the traveling medium, the, the, the Victorian time. Uh, so, like, this is when they invented Ouija boards and they and tarot readings started becoming more kind of like as entertainment, right? Uh, the Fox Sisters. Oh, they're the ones who could knock with the, their knuckle bones, right? With their the toes. toes. Yeah, click their toes and things like that. And if it had to do with the occult, Victorians were totally into it. Yep. Well, we, well, we also talked about this with uh, the photographs last week uh, where it was just like, this idea of like, sure, yeah, I'm opening it. Yeah, man, love it. But how would you get a ghost in that picture if it wasn't real, right? Exactly. They, they yeah. were just for, for I don't know if it was because of what we consider repression, which we've talked about a lot on this show in regards to the Victorian era, that they were like, so we're really open to the idea of the occult or what? But it is always fascinating to me that what we see is fairly, you know, laced up, straight laced, kind of time period that they mm -hmm. were also like, oh yeah, but we're also super into the idea of like demons and ghosts and spirits and, you know, angels and stuff. Right. Well, so probably one of the reasons why spiritualism was so appealing to the Victorians is because we've talked about this idea of the good death, right? Sure. Like lying on your beds at your bed, like being uh, surrounded by your loved ones, imparting some kind of wisdom, dying like peacefully, things like that, right? And at this point in time, the Civil War was happening, mm. right? Here, here in the U.S., the Civil sure. War was happening, and it, the, quote, good death became, like, impossible, right? Because these soldiers were very far from home, um, and they would, either, they would either meet their end on the battlefield or later in hospitals. You couldn't be surrounded by your family, um, sometimes the families didn't even know for months, right, that someone was gone. So spiritualism and specifically the idea that you could talk to people on the other side started giving the families a sense of oh. peace and closure that they couldn't get. Okay. Right? Yeah, that tracks. And I, I also think that, you know, we're talking about a time, uh, this is around, if not during, or right after the Industrial Revolution, right? So right. a lot of science is also happening in this time. Which could seem very easily like magic. And it also <laughs> is throughout time, right? Whenever there is a big push of science, 
there's some kind of contradiction, like there's some kind of opposing force to it that is sometimes religion, that is sometimes magic, that is sometimes spiritualism, right? Of just like, listen, you can have your science. For me, I'll stick with good old-fashioned ghosts. Right. Um, And... You know, we talked about, I I mentioned, like, talking to someone, quote, on the other side, Mm -hmm. right? And nowadays, we have an endless supply of, you know, movies and TV that the other side is, you know, like, think about Stranger Things. It's like a portal to hell or whatever, right? And that's not what they were talking about, right? It's like, I've heard it described as the veil, right? The veil between this world and... The next word. I just said it. I think I referred to it as the veil with what I was talking about Houdini. If anyone yeah. can pierce the veil. Exactly. Yes. Right. Um, and so it was about healing by trying to talk to these ghosts. Yeah. Um, and like summoning the devil wasn't something that people really wanted to toy with. Well, th- I think that's also an important thing. When we talk about spiritualism, when we're talking about ghosts and spirits and stuff, it's not inherently like religious. Right. This because is more... you could also be very religious and also be very into spooks and ghosts and right. stuff. And you could also be very religious and not believe in ghosts. You could believe in ghosts and not be religious. It was just that idea of like, almost like um, if you're old enough to remember these overhead projectors, yeah. right? That there was like a layer laid on top, this transparent layer laid on top of everything we do that's like, and that's the ghost layer. Right. Um, And here's something that's pretty interesting. Spiritualism was regarded as fiercely feminists, right? Mm. And at times abolitionist as well. Um, The Harvard divinity scholar Anne Bod became a major vehicle for the spread of women's rights during this time. And I mean, also Sojourner Truth lived in a spiritualist community. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was it was a little bit of a. It was a socially acceptable way to push against the status quo. Sure. Okay. Also, I think, um, and we've seen this throughout time uh, in in recorded history, of the idea of there being something after death being a way to try to guide people morally. So Mm -hmm. try to say, like, don't you want to do the right thing now because there's something that comes afterwards, be that religion, be that this, where it's just like, you're a ghost, and don't you want to go? I mean, look at uh, Scrooge, you know. Yeah, and, totally. And in uh, Christmas Carol, that whole idea was like, oh, listen, you could be a jerk on Earth, but then what about after you die? Spooky, spooky, spooky. Um, it's a ghost story. Not enough people do <laughs> it's a ghost Christmas story. ghost stories, by the way, like scary story, more Christmas, scary stories. More morality tales about scaring people <laughs> nice. This was a, a great, and like I said, socially acceptable acceptable way for women to uh, experience the world and also to share new ideas. If you're going to a seance, right? Yeah. That was something that was usually hosted by women. A lot of women attended. You could very easily disguise a meeting of any other type mm-hmm. by saying it was a seance. And, because yeah. this is so funny. Um, I did not know this, but etymologically, etymologically, etymology. <laughs> speaking, seance is French. It comes from the word session. Oh. The old French, seor, to sit. In French, the word's meaning is quite general. So 
You could, for example, speak of un séance de cinéma, meaning go to the movies. Oh, sit I at see. The movies. It has just occurred to me that we are assuming that the person listening to this knows what a séance is. Uh, let me tell you exactly what to do. Please do. So step one, okay. No, you know what? I do want to hear it, but right after a word from some other Max Fun shows. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. And now, a live reading from Rachel's Poetry Corner. Elephants Theremin's Clifton, Neopets Poorstrips Jepson, Pine Smell Jellybeans Goalie Goals, Skittles Squirrels and the Mole, Celery Chopsticks Pumpernickel, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell, Lullabies Tie-Dye The More You Know, all of these things on our wonderful show. All of these things and more wait for you on Wonderful every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Okay, so step one. Yes. Find a ghost. Um, so Sit on top of it. No. You need to decide what kind of seance you're going to host, okay? Is it like a professional thing or is it a DIY seance? Mm. It was absolutely common to conduct a very straightforward seance just with your friends. Just your run-of-the-mill, very business-like seance. Yeah, actually. Uh, you would sit around with your friends and try to contact spirits. There were lots of different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Different songs one could sing. Um, different, like, just kind of, like, general mood setting you were supposed to do and, like, really, like, leave yourself open to the idea of, like, hey, any ghosts in here? Hey, what's up? Thing. Hey, any, um, any ghosts around? Or you could hire a medium, right? A or if you want to splurge a large. Uh, I know. I just, I wanted to make it. I wanted to say it. Um, and But who would you hire, right? So there were different mediums that had different specialties. Um, you could go with a, quote, public or a, quote, private medium. Mm. Um, so someone who is a public medium advertises their, schools, their skills professionally, right? They may, be, uh, they may hold large seances themselves at their own homes or auditoriums or things like that. Um, and, like... It's probably their main source of income, right? That's a public medium. A private one or a, quote, domestic medium, as they were commonly referred to, operated in very exclusive circles. You might hear of a friend of a friend who knows somebody. That's right? the medium I want, by the way. If, it's, if this is me, Victor, I'm like, get me one of those real media. One of those. I don't want somebody who uh, betrays their gifts with money. I want somebody who's like, I can't. Not anymore. No, My I mean, connection to the veil is too strong. It's not safe. 
people did get paid. I well, mean, yeah, no, absolutely. But probably not from the participants in the seance. Usually, whoever was hosting the seance yeah. paid the medium privately. You would hire them like one might hire a magician or a clown sure. or a face painter. Um, and the bonus points, if the seance, when it's done, it's like, <laughs> whoa, also, I look like a tiger. Rawr. <laughs> um, so you want to... You want to stick with a theme or once one would say a gimmick. Sure. Okay. Um, there could be different things. People offered things like spirit scribing, right? So the spirit spoke to the medium and then the medium wrote out what the spirit said, either by possession, right? Was possessed by their That's arm was possessed or I things like, the like voice that. Stuff um, table tipping, right? Mm. Is a very ruckus kind of a good time. Um, you know, someone would either rotate or tilt or move a table, right? Um, there were other various things that you could employ, people who were very, uh, who were special at the the actual, like, scene of possession, oh, right? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling their eyes around and talking in different voices and things like that. And for real, like, I highly recommend doing some uh, medium to light Googling of like finding diagrams of some of this stuff because mm -hmm. some of the mechanisms that were in place that people would use are very fascinating and some of them are like, I can't believe that worked. My favorite is like people would take cheesecloth and like wad it up really small and like put it in their cheeks or like in their nose even sometimes and then it would be like ectoplasm that they're pulling out of their mouth. And then there's also stuff that it was very interesting because sometimes it would be like one of the reasons for the hand holding mm -hmm. um, wanted to, you know, create that we're all here, nothing's happening, you know, like nobody's moving. Who did that? And so, like, a bell would ring, and it's because the person would like slip their foot out of a shoe and like ring the bell with their toes. But they'd be like, "But those are my hands. How could I have rung a bell?" Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of these things took place in either semi or total darkness. Yeah, just you know, and that was to to allow the spirits like comfortability or something, right? But it was really to hide a lot of their tricks. And I also, uh, I think it is important when one is thinking about seances and especially during the Victorian era to, it's easy to be like these buffoons. So why would you, oh, come on, they're pulling cheesecloth out of the mouth, ringing bells with their toes. But I think a couple things are important to note. One, it's easy to laugh at it now when it's something we've heard about for a long time that mm -hmm. used to happen. When this is a new thing that's happening, right? It's like, how did they do that? I didn't know. I could, I can't figure it out. It's the same way as like when it's funny now to think about, but I think a good comparison of this is growing up and being alive at the time when Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project came out. Oh, yeah. Where there were people who swore up and down, no, that's real. It's a real thing. That's real footage from a real thing that happened. And that's ridiculous to think of now. <laughs> but at the time, it was just like, yeah, no, 100%. This is real found footage. Well, at a time where everybody has a phone in their pocket. Now. Right. A phone. hat. <laughs> A camera in their phone in their pocket. Yeah. Is that what I meant to say? I think it is. And also the <laughs> other thing I would say about seances is, remember, these people went to be bought in, right? Yeah, and that's the final step, right? The final step is to, like, to call someone from the beyond, right? right. Um, and, uh, you know... Like I said, this was a very easy cover for lots of other types of meetings sure. that you could go to. It was also, you know, they didn't have TV, right? Right. So it was a way 
to entertain a group of people instead of just having another boring cocktail party. I mean, you probably wouldn't have cocktails if you were like a very staunch Victorian. But it doesn't sound like you were if you're having a seance. But you could. It was socially acceptable instead of having a ruckus party to have a seance, Mm -hmm. but still have the same amount of like, like rabble rousing kind of fun. Yeah. Right. Um, rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like you said, you would hold hands or um, you could, we could sing songs or uh, do like the counting kind of games or whatever, something to like sync everybody up and and like in tune their ear or, or whatever it is that the, the medium was helping you do. Um, and it was it was quite famous at the time. Um, seances? Yeah, Queen yeah. Victoria. I mean, she definitely held some seances. Um, but also here on our side of the pond, uh, Mary Todd Lincoln. Oh, I've heard of her, yeah. Held uh, several seances in an she effort to... She was married to, to that tall guy. That tall guy. Uh, an effort to contact a son of hers that had died very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, that was in the papers. And once, once the president's wife is doing it, everybody wants to do it. We've seen that over and over again. Um, so it was, it was just, it was super popular. It's like TikTok. I don't think it's like TikTok. It's like TikTok. Everybody has one. Everybody wants to do one. I don't think that's how it, okay. If you phrase it like that, but I don't think if you, if you were talking to someone and said, you know, TikToks, like the modern day seance, they would (laughs) stop whatever you were doing and be like, no, 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 no. You can't just say that. Explain yourself. It's super fun and dancey, just like TikTok. No. <laughs> oh my Lanta. I I think that it's also important to note, like, once again, to jump back, it is I to put it a different way, modern day TikTok is perfect. <laughs> um, but I also think it's like the difference between hosting a murder mystery party and hosting a murder mystery party where you like really interrogate people and terrorize people, make them feel really guilty. Right? That's the difference of like, do a seance, right. have fun. Perfectly cool. But as soon as you're like, hey, this is really your dead grandma that's really talking to you and she wants you to feel really bad or she wants you to feel better. If you can give me more money, I can contact her again. So there's a line, right? There's a line between this good, clean kind of fun, right, that we're all bought into and we all want to go to and have a good time. And then there are those, there's the line that you step across Mm -hmm. and you, you go into the territory of, um, you know, extorting money from people, making people feel terrible, like selling your your skills and your skill set to people who are desperate and sad and hurting, and doing that as a thing will always be uh, atrocious to me. It's one thing to offer therapy to somebody yeah. and to like be there for somebody and counsel them. It's another to be like, I'm lying to you exactly and that and you're gonna pay me to feel i it's just it's especially so when when you think about the the beginning of the idea of a seance coming from families who were hurting yeah right uh looking for that like i said that good death that was impossible for soldiers um it just really i think that it puts into sharp relief just we have to we have to try and ride that line, that that beautiful that beautiful tightrope in the sky, and not fall off it. Yeah, and I I also think I also have a fairly large chip on my shoulder, which is another one chip on my shoulder. We figure out what that's from. It is come knock this chip off my shoulder. We talked yes, about that. Yes, yes, we've talked about um that. Ab- about 
from I love the show Mentalist. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone knows that about yeah, me. Yeah, totally. We uh, all know that. Everybody and knows you that. also love the show Psych. This is true. Slightly different. But with Mentalist. Mm, two sides of the same coin. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, in The Mentalist, his like original profession was uh, he talks. There's a long history and plenty of horrible examples of uh, people who uh, said they were psychics and then like talked to families with like missing people, especially missing children. And like just made up stuff about it to like claim rewards or to to for yeah. fame. Not Ugh, good. Not what we're talking about. Don't do that. No, have a fun our, party. Our listeners would love to have a fun party. Not talk to people like that. No, have a fun party. Do not, especially doing this this movie. I love it. I love it. Don't extort money from people. <laughs> okay. All right. There's two things I think you'd never do. One. Extort money from people. Two, copy movies illegally and sell them. We all agree those are the two worst crimes <laughs> you could ever do to anybody. Well, one of them. Extortion and copyright infringement. <laughs> okay. Enough about <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> Enough of that. Hey, thank you all so much for being here. Um, I First of all, I want you to know, I'm very excited because at the end of this month, I'm going to... The UK, as you mentioned, across the pond, uh, to do D&D in a castle. Um, if you're going to be there, let me know. I want to know who's going to be there during the sessions that I'm there. Uh, but if you want to, if you're like, what's Travis talking about? D&D in a castle. Go check it out. D&D in a castle. I think it's D&D in a castle dot com. Uh, but they have a lot more sessions. I hope it you is. Sign up for it. Because you never know. That's true. <laughs> but you should go uh, check it out and see if it's something you're interested in. Um, but I want to say thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to do this show. want to say thank you to our uh, researcher and writer, Alex, without whom we would not be able to do this show. And I want to say thank you to you for listening. We could do the show without you, but to one end. Why? Um, go check out Why all the we? great merch at MacroyMerch.com, including uh, there's a beautiful Garrow blanket in a tapestry style uh, by Lynn Doyle, uh, as well as some uh, Candle Nights wrapping paper by Justin Gray. Go check all that out. Can't wait for my Garrow blanket. Yeah. MacroyMerch.com. Uh, what else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's where we solicit questions for our topics. Um, so go ahead and follow us at SchmannersCast. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Also, we are always asking for new, new topic suggestions and also idiom submissions. Um, you can email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com, and make sure you say hi to Alex because she reads every one. Oh, and don't forget, coming up in November, uh, we got live shows coming up in Cincinnati, Detroit, and Washington, D.C., and I know for a fact we will be doing a Schmanners at the Cincinnati show because that is where we live. That We do live there. And it's very easy for us to get to, just a short commute. It's uh, Cincinnati is where all our stuff is, and so we'll see you there. So make sure you get your tickets for that, bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. Uh, oh, and in the uh, D.C. show, we're also doing an Adventure Zone uh, with special guest uh, game master Brennan Lee Mulligan, who's going to be running Dadlands 2 for us. Dadlands is a game system me and Justin and Griffin and Dad came up with. Um, so check that out, bit.ly slash McElroy merch. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.